Five, four, three, two, one. Get this situation under control, gentlemen. Something more befitting a man of your education. And now, from an undisclosed location, for good reason. It's the Midlife Crisis Show, starring Elliot Kleiner and Peter Applebaum. Recorded live and unscripted, but then carefully edited. This is the episode I have been dreading. Really? Why? Why would you? You get to spend time with me. You get to come to MLCS headquarters. What could you possibly dread? about any of these activities? Well, none of those, but it's the subject matter. The subject matter because you have a problem in this area. I have a problem in many areas, Elliot. There are creams. (laughs) And lotions and potions. (laughs) But specifically, the episode today is You're the Man, Fix It. And the nickname or the the alternative title is Call the Guy. Call the Guy. (laughs) I... I don't have any problems in calling the guy. In fact, I prefer to call the guy than even bother my puny little brain with the thought that I might have to change a light bulb or fix anything around the house. There's not much to changing a light bulb. There are so many choices. There's the wattage and the shapes and the bayonets and the screws. It's just very confusing. How many Jewish mothers does it take to change a light bulb? How many of it? Don't worry, I'll sit in the dark that I should be a burden (laughs) on anyone. Guilt. They do it so well. Ladies and gentlemen, we promise you it's going to get better. (laughs) So this is great. It's great that the two of us are here talking about the things that go wrong in the average, ordinary maintenance of a typical suburban home and the things that are necessary to be fixed from time to time. We're talking about hanging a picture, changing a washer on a tap, screwing in a light bulb, building an extension. Because Uh, as much as I've been dreading it, Elliot has been anticipating this with great eagerness because he is very handy and very practical. I have a lot of power tools. I have even some power tools that I have not yet used. I bought them in anticipation of one day having a project that will need them. Like I have an arc welder. I don't know why. You don't even have an arc. There it is. But I have I have all the tools in the world and I love to tinker with stuff. Me, on the other hand, I think any minute spent in Bunnings is a minute wasted. So we come from divergent ends of the spectrum when it comes to this uh, You're the Man Fix It. I don't think it's just because you've chosen this path. I think some people can write and draw and some people can ride skateboards while other people fall flat on their face trying to attempt both. There are handy people who are good with tools and fixing stuff, building stuff, constructing stuff, deconstructing stuff, reconstructing stuff. You can really pretty much draw the wedge in between one half and the other with an IKEA coffee table. Because a very handy person can put together a very complex IKEA kitchen, but a very not handy person will have trouble sticking four legs on a tabletop. Yeah, well, come on. I mean, let. I didn't point that at you, but, you, <laughs> but you've claimed it. I'm feeling. Well, it's my. It's by my. Yeah, come on. I think um, we, we've got some very interesting guests to speak to to give us some, some divergent perspectives today. And gosh, we need them. Yes, we do. I've invited a couple of people to the studio to join us. Now, one of them is Louis. Louis is a sparky. He is the guy that you call. <laughs> See, people in our generation yeah. will remember that the way you test a 9-volt battery is to stick it on your tongue, and if you get a bit of a tingle out of it, it's got some power left, Absolutely. Right? No, well, we use uh, apprentices to check power. So <laughs> if they yeah. light up and their hair um, he, stands he, on end, that, that's... And they wonder why there them. aren't many apprentices around. <laughs> to our listeners not in Australia, a sparky is an electrician. Correct. Somebody licensed, trained, done the apprenticeship, has the paperwork, 
knows exactly what he's doing. He's the guy you call when you say call the guy. He's the guy. Yeah. On the other hand, I've got Leon. Now, Leon is not a guy that you call. He works at Bunnings. I'll tell you right now, you'll find, if you find a, a husband walking to Bunnings and go, I've lost my wife in here, the first place you'll send them is at the nursery because that's where you'll usually, 99 times, you'll I find them. I may be... You're just the messenger. Pushing a sexual You're agenda just here, the but messenger. the facts support the viewpoint. Leon is the guy who sees the people who don't call the guy every day. So if you're like me and you don't call the guy, you try and fix it yourself, you're always at Bunnings to buy the stuff. And there's also a lot of male ego wrapped up in all of this. And we're going to explore it all. But I think the only way that we could really explore it was to not only talk to people that know from both sides of that spectrum, but we also decided to... Take it to the streets. Did. We took it to the streets and we asked the average person in the street. And I was going to say most of which who didn't know who we were or what we were doing, but the truth is it was all of them. <laughs> That's right. But we embrace our anonymity, ladies and gentlemen. We, we broke the barriers down and we talked to people in the street about this whole phenomenon of your male, so you should be able to fix it because... Uh, you, you know, if you're if you're born with the male genitalia, you must automatically know how to use power tools. I had to go there fast. Look, it's a race to the bottom <laughs> or the front. So let's. <laughs> it took a while. <laughs> I was going to say oi, but it wasn't that. It wasn't that bad. So it wasn't that awesome. Uh, it wasn't. <laughs> that was. <laughs> I'm leaving it all in. I'm leaving it all in. Yeah. So uh, what's wrong with the TV? I don't know. I think the storm last night messed up the satellite dish. I'll call the guy on Monday. That's your answer for everything. Call the guy. Not for everything. Often I'll call the girl. <laughs> of course, that was the one time that the girl turned out to be the guy. <laughs> Needless to say, I got a full cash refund. Well, you don't have to call the guy this time. You just have to adjust the dish till the signal clears up. Which is what the guy will do on Monday. <laughs> but Jake is coming tonight. You really want to listen to him complain about the TV all weekend? I can deal with Jake. It's your whining that makes me want to hang myself. Come on, help me get the ladder. I'll go up on the roof and we'll fix it in five minutes. I have a ladder? Okay, so we're talking to Leon, who is a very dear friend that works at the place, the Mecca, the You're the Guy Fix It Central for what I call weekend warriors, which is Bunnings. If you intend to fix something and you have absolutely no idea what you're doing, then this is the place to go. What does your average day look like when somebody walks in and says, I need to do this. Uh, my wife wants me to build this and I'm just starting out and I don't know what I'm doing and I've seen it done on TV. Well, are we talking about things like, you know, build me a footstool or are we talking about things like build me an extension? Extension or a deck on the back of the house. Or... And now I've built a deck. That's not the easiest <laughs> thing in the world, right? It looks pretty simple when you watch, you know, Scotty Cam do it. Yeah, that's the problem. And the, and the wife sees these home renovation shows and the Better Homes and Gardens shows and they go, oh, well, I did that in half an hour. You could probably do that. So basically these shows are all about destroying male egos. Yes. 
Well, you could put no. it like that. Well, <laughs> destroying the male ego of somebody like you, oh, who yeah. doesn't know which direction a screwdriver is supposed to be held. See, Leon respected me until you said that. He assumed yeah. I knew what I would you're be doing. You're a talented guy in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, you're the smart one. I'm the comedy relief. You're a lot <laughs> cleverer than me in many respects. Uh, when it comes to power tools, I've got an edge over you. See the pun I throw in? You see what I did there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you yeah. get guys like Pete who don't exactly. know where to start. I just want to interject here. Leon, Elliot's getting very, very excited with this conversation. Because <laughs> I, I want to get us back on subject. Because when you start talking about power tools and angle grinders, I thought it was an ankle grinder. I don't know why you should ch- grind your ankle. But anyway, that's another You shouldn't. Story. Well, then again, you know. You'd be surprised. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that goes to, to, the, to the subject. And that is what you're saying, Leon, is that a lot of men, uh, like me, would wander into Bunnings lost, feeling completely intimidated but have been sent there by their loving wives or partners to say, okay, this is what we need to do. Go do it. And they go, huh? And that's basically, yeah, they come in with a list and they go, walk in the front door and go, okay, I need to do this. Where do I go? And there's obviously the person at the front door is going, well, if you go down that way and you'll find somebody and they'll be able to help you. So if they want to build a deck, they go down the timber department, they see somebody in the timber department. Uh, See, now I've got to stop you right there. Mm -hmm. Most people that would be sent through the doors of Bunnings by their wives they know they need to build a deck, but they would not know that timber was involved. <laughs> okay. So it's important to have that meet and greet person at the front. So they want to go to the deck department. Well, you know, give me the end Buy me game. a deck. Can I ask you a, qu- a question, which until this episode I had no interest in, but I certainly have a lot of interest in it now. Yeah. What's the percentage of males versus females who go to Bunnings, who actually are the, the main shoppers? Lately, you're getting about, I want to say 50, but about 60, 40 now. 60% male, 40% female. Because of the way Bunnings is now set out, you have a very big nursery section, ah, and a very gardening see, section. You've touched on that point. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like, here's my metaphor. When you're cooking on the barbecue, the guys do the meat and the girls do the chick food, yeah, which is the salad, about? right? Mm. You get in the, in the kitchen and do the salad, the chick food, and we'll get out here and we'll sear the flesh. In Bunnings, it's probably very similar. You've got the guy section, which is power tools, mm. your, your Makitas and your DeWalt's, right? <laughs> yeah. You've got your timber and your decking and your jeep rock and the... Right? Yeah. And then up the other end, you've got your flowers and you've got your plants and your, and your oh, little that, swinging baskets that's just and your pl- furniture. That's just plain offensive, isn't it? Really. You, the, and that's that, where the girls go. I'll tell you right now, you'll find, if you find a, a husband walking to Bunnings... And go, I've lost my wife in here. The first place you'll send them is at the nursery. Because that's where you'll usually, 99 times, you'll I find them. I may be You're just pushing the messenger. a sexual You're agenda just here, the but messenger. the facts support the viewpoint. Females now doing a lot of landscaping work. So we do get a lot of females coming in looking for lime trimmers and whippersnippers and all that type okay, of thing. Okay, so uh, is that because the females are finding that their men are just hopeless and they have no idea what they're doing and they're saying, get out of the way, I'll do it which completely destroys the premise of this whole episode. Lately, we do get a lot of single women coming, like they're you know, divorced or husbands passed away, going, um, I need to be able to do this myself now. Oh. So they're looking that, for that's stuff. That's kind of a, a sad but empowering Yeah, phenomenon. so that's that's sort of happening a bit now as well, especially um, if you've got the older generation, our oh, husband's just passed away, I can't start lawnmower, I need something it's easier for me to use. So now with all this battery-powered stuff coming out, they're, they're buying all the battery-powered lawnmowers and stuff like that so they can do it themselves. Oh, so Bunnings, Bunnings is a bit of an encapsulation of of the overall trends of society, really, isn't it? It's yeah. a melting pot. 
It is. I mean, they, and the sh- and the shops are getting bigger and bigger too. That's the problem. Oh man, size well, matters. I, I I'm so intimidated. I'm so intimidated when I go into a Bunnings store. Where do you go? I love Bunnings, and I love Office Works, and I love Jcar, right? And That's I love Auto <laughs> Auto Auto One, right? Yeah. I lo- now my dream. This is my penis dream. <laughs> I know a lot of you out there with deeper voices are sharing my dream. It's okay. We'll have a secret society. We've got a Facebook group together. The ultimate shop would be where you get Auto One, Bunnings, Officeworks, J-Car, everything together under one roof. And women would just unleash their blokes and come back and pick them up two or three days later. It sounds like purgatory to me. If you could have a McDonald's purgatory. in the middle of it. McDonald's. In actually, the actually, middle of it. And a pub. Right? And a pub. Of course, a licensed McDonald's yeah, in exactly. the middle with beer on tap. Oh, wow. That would, be, uh, that's, that would be like the Ikea ballroom for husbands. Look, I could spend all afternoon in Bunnings and never buy anything. Listen, I've got to ask you this because we had this episode on Ban the Bum Crack uh, a little while ago. Uh, and I was, I was keen to bring this up because I wanted to know whether it was a prerequisite for employment at Bunnings mm-hmm. uh, or whether it just happens that you also attract a lot of retired builders. You get you know, plumbers and electricians and that. Right, yeah, bum crack heaven. Yeah. <laughs> but you'd be surprised, um, you, know, you get a few females as well. <laughs> With the bum crack? Yes. <laughs> good or not so good? Depends. A couple of the girls realise it happens, so they make sure they wear decent undies now. <laughs> Gentlemen, you should learn. Do you get a lot of girls working at Bunnings? I mean, I I wouldn't think that when you leave high school as a as a young sort of beach bunny that the you know working in hardware would be your ideal dream career. We do actually have a fair few young girls work because they Bunnings will work in with their university um, studies. Oh, is that right? So we do get a fair few um, girls working. We actually get some um, return to work ladies as well. Nothing wrong yeah. with that. I mean, do they tend to gravitate towards the same department that, that girls tend to shop at? Or do, they, um, do, do you find that you've got girls that can swing a sledgehammer as well? Well, we've got... You'll probably find most of your registered people are, are female. So you'll find all your... Oh, the checkout. Out check out, check out chicks, yeah. yeah, why So not? most of those will be female, but you'll have a, a fair few females dotted throughout the store in different departments as well. I feel that there are going to be so many complaints about the sexism that's been rampant. In Let this. it come. <laughs> yeah. Let it come. I'll just, I'll just do a John Laws. I'll just say, Luke Musa, do a red rose, my darling. <laughs> Well, let's, uh, take a, let's, okay. let's do questions without notice. Questions without notice. Oh, what you do you got, reckon? You've uh, you, you got a new list too. <laughs> yes, we you do. Listen. You listen. I, I told you I listened. <laughs> You're an avid listener. Okay. All right, I'm going to let you ask all the questions. Why? I can. Because I can't read your writing. <laughs> I've actually taken a photo of both these pages and I'm actually going to type them out. So I'm going to do a you. What I want you to do is take a photo of both these pages. We'll put them on the Facebook, the Facebook. and we'll ask the opinion of our listening audience whether I'm right and you're, yeah, you need to go back to school. Why people so cruel? Okay. Leon, six questions without notice. Okay. Okay. Gilligan's Island, I Dream of Jeannie, The Brady Bunch. Which one? And why? Mm. Trying to re- um, remember, it's just us listening here. I know you, ha- um, you have to be honest. Uh, probably Gilligan's Island. Okay, now you have to say why. Was it anything to do with Ginger or Marianne? Maybe no. <laughs> um, it's a bit more interesting. Uh, they're stuck on an island, but there were some of the things that happened. You know, how the hell did that happen? Mm. Without a Bunnings. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the but, stuff they but, managed but, to build um, on that island. They're, they're on an island where, yeah, exactly. There's nothing there, but how did that? Turn up, yeah. Well, the professor was a genius, let's face it. 
Yeah, but you know how you how you build a a, a two way ham radio out of three coconuts and a piece of vine. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. So, what should they bring back um, that's not around anymore? It's not around anymore. There's a lot of. Um Foods we used to have around that don't around anymore, like mm-hmm. uh, lolly gobble bliss bombs, oh, poly waffles. Bliss bombs. I used to be the brand manager for lolly gobble bliss bombs, poly waffles, which is was the beginning poly of my waffles. <laughs> poly waffles. Oh my god, Leon, you and I have so much in common. My goodness, we've got to talk and after the show. And exactly. they've just and they've just stopped making Sunny Boys. Oh. They did. It was on the news. Yeah. It was actually newsworthy. Wasn't that the Sunny Boy? That, that was the triangle? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. Triangular prison? The Sunny Boy, the Glug, and the Raz. Yeah. And they've stopped. They've discontinued them. They reckon the sales weren't up there. Yeah. It's because we're not sharing enough of it with the incoming generation. Well, that actually leads on very nicely to the next question is, what is wrong, Leon, with the younger generation? They don't want to do hard work. Ah. Oh, you've slapped Gen Y right in the face. Well, it, it's honest. They want the money, but they don't want to do the work for it. No, they do. We want it. We want it. We want everything. We want it yesterday, and we want it for nothing. Mm. And we expect our parents to provide. And it. We're outraged. We are. Mm-hmm. All right. So here's here's another one for you. And it's very personal. This one. This, yeah, we're, we're we're drilling right down into it now. So right down, Leon. Wax, pluck, or shave. Um. Don't even think about it. Just answer. Wax. <laughs> Wax. Okay. okay. We're not going to ask where. Okay. Wax. My my daughter a, was a beautician, so. Okay. Oh, you've been the guinea pig. On the back. Oh. <laughs> okay. That's hair is it overrated episode. That's another uh, one. Okay. This is the big one. Chocolate, vanilla, or strawberry? Chocolate. Whoa. No hesitation he there. That's what he likes. Mm. Okay. If you could be any one of the following people, which... Would you be, and why, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Oprah Winfrey, or Hugh Jackman? Hugh Jackman. Now, our last... I said exactly the same thing. Exactly the same thing. Why? Wolverine. Ah, Wolverine. You don't need to say anything more. (laughs) His daughter's a beautician. He's got the body. He's already set up. He's He's got the claws. He's got the mutton chops. And even with those mutton chops, he's got the girls chasing. Well, we've come to the conclusion of our time together, and this is wonderful, and you've done really well. I've got a photo of you for the Facebook. Thank you. With your Batman T-shirt. Another capable guy. <laughs> Very handy. Extremely handy. Yeah. He's, he knows how to use gadgets and power tools, I can I, tell you. I always, actually, I bought when I was a kid. I, I had my parents bought for me a little power pack, the belt, the power belt. You had the belt, the utility oh, belt. So much fun, but it was all empty. It's like... What's the point of that? No, which no. which utility belt do you have? I had the original one, which all the plastic pouches. Oh yeah, I had that. Maybe it wasn't empty. The hard plastic one. Yeah, it was. So Maybe much they fun. just emptied it out. I know because mm. they knew I was unhandy. Well, you know, uh, didn't want you to hurt yourself with right. all those sharp you're, edges. You're, I remember your parents. They 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 couldn't get the dog to play with you, so they, <laughs> they tied sausages around your neck. Oh, <laughs> oh, you see what he says to me, Leon. It's so tragic. So, <laughs> why is Elliot so unkind? Well, Leon, thank you very much that's for coming. All right. No problem. seat now always in the hot seat at home anyway there it is <laughs> well because the, the the wife says to you louis fix it no ladies choice, and gentlemen no louis is everybody's friend because he is a sparky louis tell me am i right or wrong you guys are trained experienced licensed bonded insured for exactly the work that you do 
it's not the sort of stuff you should be trying on your own. No, and it's not um, pleasant being blown up either. So, you know... <laughs> well, I've always said that. Few, yeah. But if you can rule out being blown up... No, that's right. It's probably a good thing. It's a positive thing. That's right, yeah. I bet you've had a belt or two, though. Once or twice, yeah. Once or very, twice. Very unpleasant, so... And you know what you're doing. Like, That's the point. I do. Been doing it for about 100 years already, so... <laughs> See, people in our generation yeah. will remember that the way you test a 9-volt battery is to stick it on your tongue, and if you get a bit of a tingle out of it, it's got some power left, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. No, well, we use apprentices uh, to check power. <laughs> so if they yeah. light up and their hair um, yeah, stands yeah. on end, that, that's... And they wonder why there me. aren't many apprentices around them. Here's a 32-amp, 3-phase cable. Just stick it on the end of your tongue so that we can see whether it's live or not. Absolutely. You know, Elliot, this is supposed to be in English. So can what What the hell did you just say? He, he has no idea. No idea. He's, he's no, no he's, technical He's talking person. about volts, the things that can uh, kill you. A light switch, that's all I know. Now, there's a, there's actually a Facebook community called Crap Electrical. Yes. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> yes. Go uh, look it up. Uh, literally... We'll put, put in, it, go we'll into put in the show notes. Crap Electrical is a collection of sparkies all over the world who are up, mainly in Australia as far mm. as I can tell, yeah, yeah. who are uploading pictures of work that they've discovered that somebody before them had done very badly mm. and that they were there to fix. It's fantastic, yeah. I mean, to make a, a weatherproof connection for a light, someone put a little cocktail umbrella over some <laughs> wiring and... <laughs> Some really cool, yeah, some really cool stuff on that crap electrical. Have you ever encountered any in real life? Yeah, yes, definitely. I mean, I've had some guy didn't have any power on on one of his powerpoints. I thought, oh, just check it was pull the PowerPoint off and some idiot has run telephone cable to run all his PowerPoints in the house. So Not designed to carry 240 not, volts. Exactly, yeah. It's designed to probably carry maybe 6 volts or something and you, you've got 240 volts um, going through this. It's, it's so you've some got people. some, at the, uh, at the end of that story, you've got some wife saying, John, can you just go and fix it, please? And he says, you know what? I've got a really good idea. I know exactly how to do this. I'm going to use telephone cable because right. I happen to have a roll rolled up exactly. in the garage, right? Yeah, absolutely, right. yeah. That's don't right. let it go to waste. Amazing what people will buy at Bunnings and then try See, and do themselves. This is why I don't go to Bunnings and I rely on people like you, Louis, because mm. I figure I do enough things to make myself look stupid in life. I, <laughs> if I go to Bunnings and try to do anything handy around the house, it'll really reinforce how stupid I am, particularly when it comes to that. Well, you guys have got to keep us, keep us in um, business well, as right. well. Exactly so right. You've got to try, try something. Or try I've before you die. <laughs> try before you die. That's right. So you're, you're, Pete's the, like the male version of the woman who can't cook but knows the only thing that she can make <laughs> is reservation. That's right. And Pete's that, the, the male version of that. Here. Unashamedly. But look, I think it was Confucius who said a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing. Right. Could, can be. And Definitely. it's absolutely coming. Mean, I know how to use a band. I think it was Leon at Bunnings, actually. Probably. <laughs> Um, mm. I know how to use a bandsaw. Pete knows how to use Google to find somebody who uses exactly. a bandsaw. I don't even know what a bandsaw is. <laughs> Google images, bandsaw. Musical well, saw. Exactly. We'll That's put right. it on the Facebook. It's about the quickest way to lose four of your fingers. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. I got one. I haven't used it yet, but I, I had to have one. Yeah, I've, I've yet to find anything I can do with it. But uh, but it's there in the garage when Just I'm ready. Just in case. Yeah, you never know Just when you're going to need a bandsaw. Case. Somebody's going to ring me up and say, look, I've got, mm. I've got an, I need a bandsaw immediately. And I'll say, yeah, I've got one. You know how to use it? No, but I've got one. But what do you use a bandsaw for? Taking your fingers off. Okay. Aren't you? I told I you already. It, I use it in hospitals too. Okay, right. Oh, that's attention. true. Yeah, they do. Pay attention. Yeah. Pay attention. And talking about uh, crap electrical again, um, I think there was a T-shirt um, that was with crap electrical 
I think it was like uh, there was an hourly rate for a Sparky, $70 an hour. And another rate, uh, I think it was $150 an hour if the customer's watching you and right over your head. And then I think it was $250 an hour if they've already worked on the electrical supply first and you're there next. <laughs> do people, do you find that that a reasonable portion of your work comes from people that have tried to do something and bugger it? For me, like I suppose the North Shore, the, most people, we don't get so many guys who... Um, screw up you know they, they just get me to do it but no i do get the occasional idiot <laughs> so that's, that's i'm not naming any customers so, on the, so, on, on so here, Louis, that's the, that's the industry term for people who try to do electrical work mm. themselves yeah well, they're probably, idiots. probably worse but I'm, they're idiots on this radio yeah on yeah. this clean very yeah. clean family that's show right yeah so what's the worst that you've ever seen of a dog's breakfast that somebody's made. I mean, we already talked about the, yeah. the, the telephone wire on the few, PowerPoint. There's been a few bad ones. Um, a guy, probably a couple of weeks ago, I think he, he was um, replacing a light fitting a, a chandelier, and I think it was a really expensive one. They were saying it's like worth like seven or $8,000. So he put two little screws into the gyprock just to hold it <laughs> up. Gyprock. Yeah. It's an old house too. It's probably like built in the you know, early 1900s. So the whole fitting actually literally came down and took all the ornate ceiling with it as oh. well so the uh, and shorted out all his house of course so he's probably done like to save a bit of wow. money he's probably cost himself maybe ten eleven thousand wow. dollars at least so now that's it's the sort funny. of was, is that the sort of thing you would do no you wouldn't no, even i'd call louis yeah you'd, you'd call louis yeah. call the guy as i say know your limitations if you have no idea what you're doing give it to someone who does but really try. screwing into gyprock yeah. with, a, with you a know what would screws. probably be a hundred kilo chandelier or Elliot, something. Yeah, I think even you would know that. Not, not even, even you. Yeah. Even. Sorry, even. I'm not being. I'm not being. Not being no, that was, sorry, that was accurate. No, I not would use. Rude. I would use gyprock screws. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> gyprock screws. Or, or at the very least, a butterfly clip. You'd go to Bunnings. You'd go to Bunnings. See Sticky Leon. Sticky tape. Come on. <laughs> you'd go to Bunnings. See Leon. At least get Leon to give you some timber. Look, I'd gaff it. I'd gaff it up. I have a nice. handyman. Actually, I've had two handyman in my last 10 years or so, and both of them are so derisive of me and so dismissive of me in a very good-natured way. And one of them, Murray, who m- retired up to the North Coast on what he earned from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd say, oh, Murray, I tried to do this. Oh, Pete, you messed it up. You're bloody pathetic. Get out of the way. Let me fix it up. <laughs> and now I have Serge, who's Russian, is it Peter? Why do you try to do this? <laughs> it's like just you know, just call me because it's like it takes twice as long to fix up mm. what you've messed up. They probably conspire together and say, "Oh, Pete, yeah, your favourite customer, mine too." I've got, <laughs> That's when, right. the, when the phone rings and it's Pete on the other end, they go, "Oh, listen, there's no downside to this. Either I get <laughs> my to start next a, holiday in Noosa. That's nice it. Either easy I get, job. <laughs> Why is everyone laughing at me today? <laughs> oh, no, you've really asked for it. I have. Oh, gee. I, should we share with the listeners what I originally said about you? When <laughs> yes, I, th- I think you should. <laughs> we that, w- that was where we really knew that we had a good friendship. Mm. We were sharing an office space uh, years and years ago, and I, I decided I was going to do all the fit-out, right? All the cabling and cat fight wow. and all that stuff, do the whole fit-out. Doing out us out of a job. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I was uh, – well, no, eventually I had to call a guy to come and redo some of this. Anyway. This, <laughs> <laughs> this is about laughing at me, yeah. not at Elliot, yeah. okay? <laughs> and I was up a ladder and I, you know, I had uh, a drill driver or something up a ladder and I needed mm. – uh, I think I needed a, a crescent wrench or something. And I, I just said to Pete, can you hand me that the, uh, the crescent wrench? And he, he looked at me and he – what? 
and he, and he looked into a box of tools and he looked back up at me and he said, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I just said, do you actually have a penis? I'm still trying to find that out with my therapist to this very day. Shame. Never recovered. Oh, That's right. Peter, have you taken your not meds good. today? My therapist said, I've got to be able to record this episode and not be confronted by it. I wasn't until Louis started talking. This is not that episode. Go. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Don't worry. We understand. We we do a lot of work for people, like, people me. like me. Yeah. Okay. So moving yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Pete. <laughs> I really am worried about. This. <laughs> I, I sit here, quizzical expression on face. And w- hang on, let's but take a photo of that quizzical expression. I think I think you're actually safe though, not not touching a lot of the electric stuff. So it's probably the yeah, there's the quizzical, right? Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Well, well, I think we should. We've do got to do questions, questions without, without notice. notice. Questions right. without notice for Louis. Oh, Louis. Okay. okay. All right. This was so, what will get me nervous. Same, <laughs> same questions, but you, you've got to fire the answers. And don't to think us. about okay. it. We okay. like guests who don't think. Got to right. be quick. Well, you ready? Try. I'll try. Gilligan's Island, I Dream of Jeannie, or the Brady Bunch, which and why? Uh, I don't mind I Dream of Jeannie. She's pretty hot. Barbara yeah. Eden was hot. She was hot. She's 85 now. She's still alive? Yep. Yeah, she's yeah. around. Oh, wow. Which I guess leads us to the next question, is, which is, what should they bring back? A decent-sized Big Mac? Oh, good point. I'm right there with you. Because they're about half the size. They, they are, in fact, half the size Leon's now. on board as well. Yeah. yeah. It is true yeah. that in order to eat two Big Macs, you now need to eat three to get the same I think volume. so. They should change the name of it to the not-quite-almost-there Mac. Yeah. Because it's only... It's a, tiny. It's I a third smaller. <laughs> what is wrong with the younger generation? I think what Leon said as well, um, they don't like to, you know, work and get their hands dirty and, and, and expect more from us parents. You mean... I'm going to get some shit, I think, at home for saying that. <laughs> you mean they... Am I allowed to say that? More than, more than you that. usually do. Oh, Absolutely. Okay. That's Gen Y in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. okay, Louis. This is, this is where we get to... The oh rubber hits God. the road. Wax, pluck or shave? I think I'll just stick to the traditional shave. Shave down. Shave, you yeah. shave down. Shave down. Are we talking shave down or shave? Oh, top well, no, we, we don't specify oh, exactly. oh, no. north or south of the equator. No, no, is entirely your call. <laughs> this is stream of consciousness, Louis. You, I think you pretty much exposed. I think we'll go north shave. <laughs> north, the north shave and the south pluck. Let's make it easier yeah. for you. All right. Chocolate, vanilla or strawberry? Uh, a chocolate. Wow. Chocolate. Straight, again, Definitely just like Leon, there was no, no hesitation on that. No. And that's what, that's what we want. And for our last question, if you could be one of the following people, who would it be? Arnie Schwarzenegger, Oprah Winfrey, or Hugh Jackman? I like Arnie. I like him in the Terminator. That. That's what it is. It's the return business element. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll be good. back. Is that, a, is that an electrical yeah. joke? <laughs> return business Terminus. element. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. All right. Yeah. We try to squeeze nice. one dad's lame joke into <laughs> every episode. Oh, come on. Nice. I've been so marginalised this whole episode. I reckon nice. I deserve that. <laughs> really. You, you can have it. Good one. <laughs> I'll just edit it out later. <laughs> Louis, it's been a pleasure having you buddy I, I reserve the right to call you back I'll be back next time we touch this subject thanks guys thank Appreciate you very it. much thanks Louis. for having me with a voltage probe from oh, a distance gee voltage, voltage probe, probe. that sounded yeah. medical but exactly no 
and the subject for today is You're the Man, Fix It, otherwise known as the Call the Guy episode. So do you have a, a significant other man in your life who you would call to fix things when they break? So I've got a married couple and he's a handy man and he always helps me and he can fix anything. So you could call him... It costs you nothing if you could. So Why pr- does it cost you nothing? The price is because right. Because he never charges me. What a d- delightful arrangement you've got. What's the sort of thing that he's done for you recently? You know, he'll fix little odds and ends if I need anything, a washer or a tap thing, or he helped me buy a vacuum cleaner and put it together. So those are the sorts of things that you look at as a project and say, no, I can't do that, I need a man to do that. Oh, they're always talking about men doing this and men doing that, and yeah, I think they get really too... Oh. The left, all this bloody do-gooders, is just insane. You kind of prefer it the way it used to be? Yes. <laughs> we hate change when we get old. So you're an old-fashioned person? Very. What's this LBJTQI? What, who are they? They're a political party, aren't they? <laughs> I've never worked out what they are. Well, you'll never work it out just from the letters. I don't know what the I is. What's the I? Interested? I'm not. (laughs) Your wife, if there's something around the house that needs fixing, does she say, Nelson, go fix it? Or or does she call a handyman? Uh, No, no. I'm I'm Mr. Fix-It around the house. If your wife has asked you to fix something, have you ever done such a bad job that you've needed to call a professional to come and refix it? There's been the odd occasion, but by and large, I persevere and get there at the end. Even though it might take you six months. Do you find that the average to-do list is about six months long? <laughs> oh, and even longer for some jobs. Right, and how long does it normally take you to get around to your average household chore? Enough time when sort of my partner gets tired of sort of asking me. And I, I get this exact thing, right? We have the same phenomenon because we don't measure in terms of time. We measure in the number of nagging occasions. <laughs> how many nags does it take to actually get the job done? Yes, yes. You know, I don't want to sort of... Um, a loose sort of status so then I, I, I do it to sort of you know be able to keep that sort of status in the house. Do you find it a re- reverse sexism that you as the man are expected to fix everything in the house? No, no look I think this, despite that sort of um, role stereotype it, it's a fairly even-handed sort of household in my place. So you've got it well organised. In other words, you basically do whatever you're told to do. <laughs> Most of the time. <laughs> this is a man who has, has single-handedly mastered the art of yes, dear. <laughs> oh, well, I love them all, so, you know. That's yeah, wonderful. Nice Nelson, job. Nelson, thank you so much for your time. You've been wonderful. You're the guy, fix it, otherwise known as call the guy. So we're looking for people who have got the significant other that either buggers up everything that they try and do or that you have to sort of wave and nag at constantly to get anything no, done. Yeah, I've got a unique other because he's French. So when he fixes things, he does it in a really, really complicated way. <laughs> <laughs> but does it work or do you have to call someone after Eventually that? Eventually it works, yeah. So what do you think is the average turnaround time? Or I mean, we, we've found people who are willing to, to uh, measure it in terms of time and others who are willing to n- measure it in terms of nags. nags. What is the average nag time? Oh, the nag time is pretty long as well. And how many times? Uh, it depends on the size of the job, I think, if it's, you know... So it's inverse proportions. Yeah, so. yeah no, if he's, he's quite handy, so, you know, he can do a 
you know, build a brick wall in the backyard or well, something. That is very that handy. Is, I mean, is quite handy. That's yeah. more than just changing a washer yeah, and a tap. Yeah, so yeah. The, a changing in a washer and a tap might just be a, a one-week, two-nag yeah. thing, yeah, yeah. whereas building a brick wall in the yeah. garden might be a, a ten-nag, five-month thing. Yeah, but then it gets complicated because we're, we're changing the washer and we have to get like a certain specific perfect washer, not like every other washer that's going to, you know... Super analytical. Super, yeah, super analytical, yeah. That's going to last forever and it's also going to be really cheap. Have you ever... Had <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that adds an entirely so, different dimension yeah. to it. Um, do, you, do you find, have you ever had any experience with the IKEA furniture assembly scenario? Yes. And to a perfectionist like your significant other, would there be the occasional missing piece or instructions that don't seem to make sense? No, he's mathematical, so he's good like that, I have to say. IKEA's fine because it's mathematical and it's logic, so logic's good. It's just... Have you had a time where he's annoyed the hell out of you to the extent that you say... That, that's it, significant other. I have to call a guy who actually knows what he's doing. He'll never let me call the guy who knows what he's doing because we'd have to pay them. <laughs> so I think the last one that I've, I've been nagging about has been the fire um, alarm, you know, the smoke alarm. Right. Yeah, so that's been pulled out of the wall for quite some time. No smoke alarms in the house, so that's maybe a month worth of nagging to get that fixed. I think there's... Um there's a formula here. We've made a discovery, and this is what the show's really all about, is uncovering the truth. Now, I think, for the most part, guys who want to be self-sufficient in the home and feel like they can fix anything could be nagged for a period of months and even years to get a job done, but the moment you pull out the I'm going to call a professional yeah, card, yeah. all of a sudden the job gets done and gets done beautifully. Yeah, that's true, because it uh, yeah, makes them look a bit inadequate if you have to get another man in to do the job, you know? Well, you're a very smart <laughs> woman because you're, you're invoking the fragile male ego clause. Uh, Me, on the other hand, I couldn't care less. I'm more than happy to call somebody else in. Elliot, he has the ego sufficient that he refuses to let his wife call anyone else because he can do it better than anyone. I can do everything. Anything I can you fix can it. Do, yep. I can do better. Do you reckon Is you can do better? That? Well, that's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like that in the home. But um, yeah, I mean, unlike Pete, who who um, has a phobia of screwdrivers because he's not sure which way they work. Right, that could get difficult. Yeah, you've got to know your strength. I mean, he's outstanding at this when it comes to fixing things around the house. Is he knows exactly how to Google the guy to do it. I go with that. Stick yeah. to your day job. Pay the professional. We've got a mathematical formula now that we can use. The nag to time ratio. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. Woman done left. Took the reason that I've been working for. You better not try to stand in my way as I'm walking out the door. You take this job and shove it. I've got to confess, and I have to apologise. We've been very harsh on you, Pete, during this episode because this you is. You have, yes. But we need to highlight the, you know, the extremities of the situation, which is that there are people. Do you have to keep going back to my extremities, please, Elliot. Well, I was trying to leave your extremities out of this, but they are so prominent. <laughs> now. See. Now I, that I've listened to this episode, I got well. I am the man. I can fix it. manliness thing could rub off on you a little bit. One day. Rub off, rub out, rub one out. I don't know. We'll we'll visit that. Exactly. uh, On another episode of Middle-Aged Sex Part (laughs) 3. The Black Label Edition. But uh, we've covered a few different spectrums. We took it to the streets. That was fun. We learned a little bit about how many nags it takes to get a job done. That was interesting. So who would have thought in this episode we were talking about mathematics and quantum physics? 
we worked out that there is a quantifiable difference between, or a correlation correlation, between the amount of the size of the project, the amount of time it takes to get the project started from inception to to actual physical labour, and a corresponding and uh, congruent number of nags necessary as a measurement, a unit of measurement, the number of nags necessary to get a project started. Exactly. So that that was fascinating. We've heard from the weekend warrior specialist, Leon. The Bunnings man. We've heard from the guy. The one you geeked out with when you're talking about Well, I was just stuff, trying to electrical dem- demonstrate that I have at least a little electrical knowledge. Uh, so do know, I. Just I'm, enough I, to get I know how trouble. to turn on a light switch. Come on. Yeah, but until you've rewired a light switch and turned it on with a broom handle to see if it would blow up, <laughs> you know, you can't really call yourself a weekend warrior. <laughs> Leon's laughing because he, he knows. He's <laughs> he, made a lot of money from people like you, right? Elliot. Uh, we shouldn't be giving out these kind of tips. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, don't try these things at home. Call the guy. Call the guy. All right. Because he can fix it. He can fix it if you can't. You know, the, the best thing, I reckon, the best advice we can give is when the missus tells you she wants something done. Tell her to go shopping while you do it because you prefer to work in the privacy and sanctity of your own environment. Pull out the tools as if you're going to get started and wave a goodbye and then quickly call the guy to come do it. Ah, good strategy, Ellis. Right, and then when she comes home, be standing in the driveway wiping your hand with a rag as if you've just finished. Grimacing. Yeah, with your sleeves rolled up. Exactly. And there you go, babe. All done. What do you think? Who's your hero? Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? What do you think? So that's a very clever strategy. I think you need to assemble a team of guys Mm. in all the different areas and share your strategy with them so that they can be on call the moment the wife goes shopping and spring into action. There should be the guy meetup groups. We should have a Facebook profile for calling the guy. Yep. So I think we've covered the guy very, very well. What's next week? Next week... I have no idea. <laughs> no, that's okay. I'm ahead of you. Ah, I made a point of not reading your writing <laughs> to determine what we're doing next oh, week. That's right. Strategies to make the kids leave home. This is going to be a very contentious episode because there are going to be mothers all over the world saying, who are these guys? I never want my babies to leave home. Well, we'll be talking to people outside of the Upper Eastern suburbs as well. <laughs> uh, and, and we'll get uh, a diversity of uh, experiences and advice on this one. I have some brilliant strategies for making the kids leave home. Having said that, both of Elliot's children are still at home, so they're not that brilliant. They are. I didn't say that I've used these strategies. <laughs> I'm, I'm, holding, I'm holding these strategies until the exact moment that I need them to be used and then I'm going to spring them into effect. That's in about 10 years' time, right? You've got to tune in to find out. <laughs> uh, next week, I'm going to share that. So, strategies to make the kids leave home is our next episode. But we want your participation if you think you've got something to offer. Good, bad, ugly. We want it on this show. And so we want it now. Send us your tired, your sick, your huddled masses. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll take them all on the Midlife Crisis Show. And goodbye. <laughs>